When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. This is Life Admin Life Hacks, a podcast that gives you techniques, tips and tools to tackle your life admin more efficiently, to save your time, your money and improve your household harmony. I'm Dinah Rowe Roberts, an operations manager who now owns a dog, but in the past has had the joys of pet scorpions, guinea pigs, and even stick insects. I'm Mia Northrop, a researcher and writer who has an ancient cat and fends off weekly requests from my kids for sausage dogs. It's not going to happen, kids. This episode will give you all the hacks to ensure your pets are a stress reducer, not a stress inducer. Hello and welcome to Life Admin Life Hacks. We all want a cuddly, warm friend to come home to, but responsibilities and costs required to properly take care of your pets are real and they can easily become just one more part of the mental load that falls to you. This episode will talk about all of the admin related to pet ownership and how you can use your life admin systems like cloud storage, shared calendar and to-do lists to reduce the burden of your pet ownership. Looking after a pet properly is a long-term proposition. Cats and dogs live on average 10 human years, and so the responsibility of their welfare does add up over time. Yeah, there's lots of things to think about, aren't there, Mia? Mm. So let's um, go through some of the things that you really need to take care of when you're looking after a pet. I got lots of resources out of Animal Welfare Victoria, the government website for this research, and it was, I learned some things. <laughs> I learned some things and I felt like a bad pet owner <laughs> after reading some of it. I'm like, oh, my God, I'd never do that. And it's interesting because some of the things they talk about, they actually provide stats of what is the, you know, what is the prevalence of this going on in society. So obviously there's a bit of a disconnect about best practices and what people actually do. But, you know, they start off with the ideas around pet registration and making sure that your pet's registered with your local council, which you might do when you first get your pet and it's brought home from the vet and it's got its microchip and it might have its tags. But then when you move, if you move, you know, you need to register it with the next council. And a lot of people don't bother with that. They kind of feel like, I don't know, what do my fees go to? It's a bit of a money grab situation. But those fees actually go towards maintaining dog parks and providing poo bags and shelters and providing, you know, all the people that look after animal welfare in your area. So it's not just about the little tags that you get in the mail. You're supporting the whole infrastructure in your council area about, you know, how they look after dogs and cats and train people and manage restricted breeds and all that kind of thing. So registration is something that I yeah, realistically had to sort out when I moved and I yeah, learned a lot about where my fees go. And I think that's a really good thing to make sure you save in your shared storage, like your cloud storage drive. We've got a little folder with our pet and all of the things related to that in there. So I think that's a really great document to keep. Yeah, yeah, good idea. And so I guess, you know, pet registration is one of those things that might happen once or once every X number of years, but there are a lot of day-to-day concerns, often, you know, food, the feeding. I feel like I'm always feeding my cat. 
Yeah, so food's one of those things that's inevitable for pets as well as humans. So thinking about making it easier for yourself in terms of bulk shopping, if you've got the storage, you're using Costco or going to a pet supply store so that you can get the largest packs you can afford, which will usually mm. save you money in the in the long term. You can and just the convenience of having it on hand and not running out. Yeah, and that's where subscriptions can also help. So there's increasingly online pets food supply, subscription services, which can actually deliver it right to your door on a regular cycle so you can really set and forget in terms of making sure that those necessary supplies arrive all the time. Yeah. Another major aspect of pet admin is their health and thinking about how often they're going to the vet, having a a vet that you like and, you know, that your pet likes. You hear horror stories of, of some vets and their manner with humans and you kind of understand, yeah, I, I can see why you're working with animals. You know, a good vet is amazing, the, the way that they can connect with your animal. So you be, should be thinking about an annual wellness visit for your pet as like a preventative measure, not just taking them when they're sick or they're injured. Some animals are very good at hiding when they're in pain or their discomfort because it's an instinctual thing so they don't look weak, so they don't look like they, you know, can lose their territory or be dominated. So you might not actually know when your cat or your dog or your little small mammal is sick, so you should be taking it to the vet on an annual basis. And that's where they'll do the vaccinations and look for worming and fleas and dental care. And you can pick up subscriptions for some of those things as well. And that's the kind of thing that needs to go in the shared calendar as well. Unless your vet sends reminders, you know, once a year, put it in the calendar so that it doesn't fall off the radar and you realise, oh, God, when was the last time I took Snoopy to the vet? (laughs) It's probably time. And unfortunately, the vet, it's not a cheap visit usually. So Mm. we really need to think about the cost of it. So that's where you might want to think about taking out pet insurance. There are different types of pet insurance and there are lots of parallels here to wading through the complexity that you have with private health insurance. But really with pre-existing conditions, meaning that you can't, it's very difficult to get cover for a pet that is older or already has an illness. So it's something really to think about very early on when you first get your pet. You might also decide not to take out pet insurance and to put aside some money over time to think about putting it towards the cost of treatments and and that might be a better option for you and your pet. Uh, You can have a look on the Money Smart website. They've got some great summary information that might help you decide whether you should get pet insurance. Yeah, we'll include a link to that in the show notes. What was interesting about researching pet insurance is I thought, okay, well, if you kind of need to get it at the puppy stage, you might want to get it if you've got one of those breeds that are notorious for getting certain illnesses or complaints. But often those breeds, everyone knows that they're notorious for getting sick. And so they can be either really expensive to insure or you can't actually get insurance for those. So yeah, it is an interesting area in terms of the cover that they provide for accidental illness or you know, comprehensive, which might include some of the, the routine vet checks. It is a little tricky to work out the value that you might be getting. But yeah, Money Smart can help you in that direction. Another factor that you might want to consider about how you're planning is grooming your pet. So you might have a breed that needs regular coat clipping, or you might have a cat that needs regular brushing. And your vet can recommend a good service if you're not sure where to go. And there's lots of Facebook groups that we can recommend local options as well. But again, that's something that you might want to 
schedule in the calendar and have a discussion so that it's a shared responsibility if you're living in a, in a household with others and not always up to you. And I did learn from that animal welfare website that elderly cats need brushing once per week because they when they get old, they can't reach all the places they used to be able to reach. Oh, really? And so I suggested you help them out each week with a little brush, which I have started doing and my cat's like looking at me like, you know, <laughs> I'm 16, what are you doing? This has never happened before. <laughs> and I think that it can get more complicated. So I know that our vet recommended that we brush our dog's teeth yeah. So things like that. Uh, if you know, if you really want to be diligent about looking after your pet, setting up systems to remind yourself to do that, either in a to-do list or a shared <laughs> calendar, means that if it's important to you, that you'll actually remember to do it. That does make me laugh because half the time I can't even get my children to brush their teeth when <laughs> I'm trying to get my cat, the cat's gums healthy. <laughs> Obedience training, again, this is where a vet can recommend a service. It's good to remember that training is as much for the humans as it is for a dog. I know you were mentioning before that during the pandemic when dog training isn't as readily available in some places that there are a lot of resources online, a lot of YouTube videos that have some really good advice and techniques uh, on the dog training front. Is that something that you've had to do for your little whippersnapper? Yeah, so we actually used a um, person who came to the house and gave us a family training session rather than going to puppy oh, school. So that was a really much yeah. more time-effective way of intensively agreeing how we were going to work with our dog rather mm. than you know committing ourselves to group training over six weeks. Yeah, okay. And in terms of your you know exercise and play is also a big factor with a dog. What's your approach for that? What's the what are the best practices there? Pre-pandemic times, <laughs> it was really important to make sure that there was a daily schedule for who was going to exercise the dog in terms of whether it was uh, myself, my daughter, my husband, or whether it was our babysitter or a paid dog walker because mm -hmm. getting that daily walk-in. So that was a really important part of our weekly schedule. Mm. I was shocked to learn that only 37% of owners take their dogs on a walk every day. I reckon that's gone up since the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's out there as much as they can with their dog. The dog parks look pretty full. Actually, one thing we haven't talked about, Mia, is doggy daycare because I know that that's also something that people use on a regular basis and thinking about that's just as much complexity as childcare in terms of both choosing one but also agreeing drop-off and pick-up. So uh, yeah. that's, again, something you need to think about putting into calendars so that it's clear who's doing the drop-off and pick-up. Absolutely. What's becoming sort of more necessary these days is thinking about having a pet emergency kit. So if you live in a bushfire or a flood-prone area or like a cyclone area or some other area where there can be extreme weather events or these sorts of natural disasters, then you need to factor your pet into your emergency plan. So this needs to include food and water supply. You want the water in some kind of bottle that's not going to be spillable. You need about three days' worth. And also thinking about, all right, if we have to leave in a hurry and evacuate and take our pet with us, you want to be able to easily get leads, some kind of carrier or cage and some bedding, and if it's a cat, some litter. You also want to might not need to nominate like a backup person to care for your pet if something happens to you or you can't get to your property for some reason. So if there's, you know, a neighbour or people at a local that you know from that have pets as well, talk about what that backup arrangement might be. And also have a handy list of any boarding kennels or catteries or animal shelters so that if you have to leave hurriedly and you need to temporarily rehouse your pet, 
know where it can go. Because you know, if you're in a very stressful situation, it's not something that you want to leave leave to the last minute. And also you should ensure that your cat or dog or other pet is microchipped and tagged so that if there is some kind of emergency and emergency services find your animal, that you can be reunited with it as swiftly as possible. And the final thing to think about is going on holiday, although it might be some time before that <laughs> happens for us again. Okay, that? <laughs> but I must admit it has been a, a tension point in our household because it really puts me off even for going away just for one night thinking about the complexity of organising care for our dog. So having some systems in place to make that as easy as possible, having a kennel that you can use. Some kennels offer online bookings and pick up and drop off. So Mm -hmm. using something like that might really reduce the hassle of getting away, making sure that including this responsibility is on your holiday reference list. So when you're planning a holiday that you think about it really early And also developing a reciprocal arrangement with friends can really help if you will look after their pet and they can look after yours and getting that established really can make things much easier. Yeah, there's been a lot of instances where we've been going on a holiday literally the day before or the morning of, you're like, the pet, the cat, oh, my God, we haven't, you know, what are we doing? We haven't made an arrangement. We've um, used a service called Lonely Pets Club before where it's a, a pet sitting service, obviously with cats would prefer to stay at home because they're so territorial. So they have a service where they'll come to your home and play with the cat and feed it. And they'll also bring in your mail and water your plants and do a few other things. So it's quite a good service. But yes, definitely needs to be factored in to the planning process. And ideally, yeah, again, a shared responsibility that it's not just you thinking about what, what's going to happen to the to the cat while we're away. So, Mia, we've already talked about a bit of it, but what other things have you done to make the admin of your pet ownership a bit easier? Yeah. So, in terms of food, I do buy bulk. I go to our local pet supply store and buy the biggest sack of kibble that I can lift to get it into the back of the car. And similarly, I buy the biggest packs of meat pouch food or if I'm getting fresh meat, just the biggest I can. And it all goes in a, in a cupboard to reduce the number of times I need to go to the supermarket and also to bring down that cost. I do wonder when I buy the massive sack of chicken-flavoured kibble (laughs) how sick of it she gets because it lasts for months and months. (laughs) By the end of the sack, she's like, really, this again still? Yep, sorry. And then because I've moved recently, I did have to go through the registration process and it was very smooth, just, you know, filling in a form online, got the, the tag sent in the mail and with my annual vet visit for her, it, it was something that used to slip off the radar. My vet went from a manual kind of system to putting everything online and then suddenly I would, I'd start to get reminded so that's been useful. But often my cue for that is when her worming medicine goes out. So there's these little, you know, those little things you squeeze on the back of their neck and there's a certain supply of them for a certain number of months. I usually get like a year's worth at a time. And I know that when that runs out, it must be time to go back to the vet. <laughs> so, how about you, Diane? What's your admin look like for your dog? Well, we did actually put off buying a dog for a very long time because I mm. knew that the extra burden would fall on me. So I mm-hmm. have actually put quite a bit of thought into making sure that it's as simple as possible. Yeah. So I use petcircle.com.au, which is a food and supply subscription service. So that takes care of all of our 
food, the flea and worm medication, and also Mm -hmm. even the bags to pick up the dog poo in. So it means that it comes on the right cycle. So the pet food comes every six weeks and together with that comes the poo bags and the flea thing comes when Mm -hmm. so all of that means all those supplies we don't have to think about but also if we need to get something new like a new lead or a new bed you can very easily add it to that order and it just gets delivered so that's one less thing to worry about mm-hmm. in terms of grooming we have added the washing of the dog to the shared calendar we really try and get her washed once a month on a Sunday afternoon so making sure that it's clear whose responsibility that is our daughter does the washing but she just needs someone to take her to the dog wash place so making sure that that's in the calendar once a month the poor dog is not getting washed at the moment in pandemic days she's just stinky and taking her washing her at home is just a debacle so so when you say a dog wash place is that like where the car washes are and there's usually like a dog wash bit yes there's a special sink thing that you can wash (laughs) the dog in yeah we have also you can have the dog wash that comes to the house so we've tried that out but actually this one's way cheaper so we've agreed Mm -hmm. that and my daughter's happy to do it it's just that she needs someone to drive her there with the dog so Mm -hmm. just keeping that in the calendar we also have put the phone number for the kennel in our holiday planning reference list one of the things you have to hand over when you take your dog to a kennel is having a vaccination certificate so making sure that that's saved in the cloud storage drive so it's much easier to have it accessible to give to the kennel when you drop the dog off and in terms of dog walking uh, i already mentioned that but making sure that it's really clear every day whose responsibility that is so that the dog doesn't miss out on her walk which you know results in a barking dog which is not fun for anyone Mm. and did you explore pet insurance what was your take on it Yes, I, of course, uh, did all the maths of the pet insurance, as I'm prone to do. I might have even created a spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) And I really, I decided against it because it doesn't really cover everything. You know, they have all these kind of co-payments and, you know, limits. So on balance, I think it's better for our family to put money aside in case something happens and to pay for it when it happens rather than paying into pet insurance. Yeah. What about you, Mia? Have you got pet Happy insurance me. for your cat? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just go and if something needs to happen, I just hand over my credit card and <laughs> just look at the ceiling while I watch how many digits they, <laughs> they type in and think, well, that, you know, she deserves good care. The vet has provided excellent service. This is how much it costs. I think it's another whole episode to actually figure out the cost of pet ownership and whether you should really get a pet because I think that's probably the main challenge is that people get a pet when they actually probably can't afford one. Something to think about. So pet admin is clearly something that can just sort of happen on autopilot, but it's worth taking some time to implement some hacks. Our top hacks are to use your calendar to do and reference list to make sure these activities are captured and planned for. And if you're in a shared household, that you can delegate and share these responsibilities. Consider a recurring order for pet supplies from a website like Pet Circle and make sure that the healthcare for your pet is something that you plan for and isn't left to when they get ill or hurt. If you'd like to join us on our Life Admin journey, please head to our Facebook page, Life Admin Life Hacks, to follow us and share your thoughts on what we're doing. And feel free to post any comments or certainly post suggestions that we might be able to use. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening.
for listening. Show notes for this episode are available at lifeadminlifehacks.com. If you're a fan, please subscribe and share the love and tell a friend or review us in your podcasting app.